once again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the CIAC Cast. Happy to have you along with us. So I said last time that we would be back on our every other week schedule, but uh, we just missed out on that. I've got one guest this week that really wanted to get to uh, as part of our preview for the upcoming season, so we weren't able to do that last week, but we're happy to be able to be back this week, and now we will try and stick with our every other week schedule. We'll see if I can stick to that plan as we move forward, but we've got two guests for you this week, both of them helping us uh, preview the upcoming high school football season a little bit. We're going to meet, talk to uh, Ned Griffin for a uh, for the third straight year. Ned is going to walk us through a, a week-by-week itinerary of the games to watch uh, around the high school football slate this summer, this fall. So we're excited about that. That's been one of our, uh, my favorite recurring segments now will be, uh, I believe the third straight year we've had Ned on to talk about that. Uh, he's going to come up with a, a travel itinerary for us. And then we're also going to talk with Frankie Graziano of CPTV Sports talking about their training camp tour, uh, which will air tomorrow night, Friday. If you're listening to this on uh, when we release it on Thursday, Friday night, uh, you'll be able to check that out on CPTV Sports. So that's who we have coming up uh, this week on the CIAC cast. Not a lot of uh, things you might have missed on CICsports.com uh, at the moment. But we've got some interesting stories cooking uh, coming up hopefully in the uh, the coming weeks. And as always, if you have uh, feedback or questions or things you want to talk to us about, either about the podcast or for CICsports.com, you can always email us. The email address is CIACcast at CACCIAC.org. So hope you will uh, take advantage of that. Get in touch with me. Let us know things you'd like us to talk about, any interesting stories you'd like to share uh, that maybe we could write about for the CIACsports.com. Of course, you can always follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports. We've been doing a, a championship trivia every Wednesday on Twitter. It's been one of my uh, my favorite things we've done this summer. Been putting those up every Wednesday, and then we do the answer on Thursday, uh, helping me dig through the archives and kind of find some interesting stuff uh, about the uh, the CIAC championships and, and their history and, and schools that have won quite a few of those. So keep an eye out on that. Of course, also on Facebook, facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. So that's the various platforms and things. As I said, not really much new on CIACsports.com at this point, other than you really do want to start looking at those fall schedules. One thing uh, I also always like to point out at the top of CIACsports.com, there's a, pay- a link for updates. You can sign up for... Uh, either text or email alerts uh, for your favorite team, your favorite school, your favorite sport, anything you want to uh, can get very specific on those things. It's a great way to to keep up to date on information and schedule changes and all that kind of fun stuff. So definitely encourage folks to check that out. And uh, that's about all we got for an intro. We'll keep it short this week, and we're going to get right to our guest. Of course, also... I should. Uh, I would be remiss not to mention our friends from the Connecticut Department of Transportation, who uh, who point out that drunk driving continues to take a terrible toll on the nation, claiming almost 10,000 lives each year. In 2011, and 2011 alone—that's not an easy thing to say—but there were 9,878 fa- fatalities on America's highways in which drunk drivers or motorcycle riders were involved. That's way too many. That works out to about an average of one fatality every 53 minutes. Athletes, fans, families, please always designate a sober driver to stay safe on the road. That is excellent advice and something that we certainly take very, very seriously. With all that said, let's get to our conversations. As I mentioned, Ned Griffin, he wrote this column for the New London Day 
I want to say it was three years ago now. I don't know that he ended up writing it last year, but we certainly liked doing it. And what he did was uh, he picked one game uh, each week that uh, that fans could point to and sort of say, uh, "Hey, this is a this is kind of the game of the week, so to speak." We we put a few more restrictions on him, and we try to say that. Uh, you know, as much as possible, we try to hit different locations as well. So if, if you want sort of the ultimate tour of the Connecticut high school football season, Ned Griffin is going to be your tour guide. So we're going to reach out to Ned, and he, he's going to walk us through the 2016 football season. With us now is Ned Griffin of the New London Day, and we are very happy to have him here as uh, we don't have too, too many traditions here on the CIAC cast, but uh, one of them now is uh, our third year of doing this little adventure with Ned where he helps map out the uh, the ideal high school football road trip for uh, the state of Connecticut and uh, and help us decide where we're going week by week if you are a fan of high school football. So, Ned, uh, we'll, we'll, with that introduction, thank you for joining us, of course, and uh, and let's get rolling. Where are we starting off here as we head into the, uh, the 2016 high school football season? Uh, well, before we go any further, thank you for having me on. I'm just happy that someone wants to talk to me once a year. Well, we are very happy to do so, and uh, so so we're we're a, a little over a week away now from the uh, the madness truly beginning. And by the time people hear this, it probably will be almost exactly a week away. So, where are uh, where are folks starting it off? Where's the where's the uh, the season getting underway for this uh, ultimate high school football road trip in Connecticut? All right, on opening night, Friday, September 9th, uh, I instruct you, the listener, to go see Berlin at Bloomfield. This one, Berlin last year was one of the few te- was the only team that actually beat Bloomfield. Uh, the only issue being that later in the season, uh, Berlin had to forfeit that win. Uh, but on the field, they did beat Bloomfield. Uh, Bloomfield is the defending class S champion. Uh, they were hit uh, pretty hard on the offensive side of the ball by graduation, Bloomfield. Uh, they do have the fortune of uh, having two of their best linebackers uh, being juniors last year, Dylan Harris and Tyjon Butler, uh, and also it's a chance to go see uh, Syracuse-bound receiver Russell Thompson-Bishop. Uh, Berlin, you know, they are a always consistent, consistent uh, small school program, uh, and they're always very fundamentally sound. In fact, uh, they just finished third at their 33-team lineman challenge a few weeks ago. Uh, so with that being said, week one, Berlin at Bloomfield on September 9th. I like it. I like it. Starting it off uh, starting it off there. So uh, week two, where are we headed? Week two is a huge one. Friday, September 16th, West Haven at Xavier. Um, a, there is a very respected head uh, coach with championship experience who I uh, talk to every year and ask for some of his opinions, and I had no sooner begun saying hello when he blurted out, West Haven, Blue Devils, West Haven. Um, everyone seems to love West Haven, uh, and for good reason. They return 14 starters, including eight on offense. Uh, they return their third-year quarterback, Tim McCarthy. They have uh, running back Anthony and Kyle Gottfried and Chris Chance. Uh, they combined last year to run for... 2,500 yards and 42 touchdowns. Okay. Uh, and they also have a very freakish nose guard and this former Byron Dickens, a six foot one, 314 pounder who is the state weightlifting champion and can also touch rim. All right. Uh, so there's a fairly, that gives you an idea of just kind of the talent they have at West Haven. 
Xavier is coming off a bad year for them, and when I say bad, I mean six and four, uh, which is not up to their lofty championship standards. Uh, they dealt with some injuries and some youth last year. Uh, they are bringing back this year six on defense uh, and three offensive linemen. They have a running back who is going to Fordham by the name of Glenn Cunningham, who at six foot three and 215 pounds is likely not fun to tackle. Yeah. Uh, and they also have a junior quarterback who people are going to start learning about by the name of Will Levis, who has begun to get looks from Power Five colleges. Um, I am of the. I actually ranked Xavier ahead of West Haven in a preseason poll. I think I'm in the minority. Regardless, uh, that is a game you must see on Friday, September 16th. Uh, and as a special bonus, and we're not going to do this much here. Right. Um, on Saturday, September 17th. I instructed you to go see Trinity at Greenwich. Uh, when they played last year, it was a 42-38 win by Greenwich. Defense was not to be seen there. Sure. Uh, Trinity brings back an offensive line where a 6'3", 292-pounder is considered small. Okay. Uh, his name is Timothy Val. Uh, they also returned John Michael Bavona, who rushed for 1,247 yards and 14 touchdowns. Uh, Greenwich, they had a bad year last year. They were 4-5 and five under the first year of John Marinelli. Uh, they are not going to finish 4-5 and five this season. They have over 200 players in the program. All right. Uh, and John Marinelli was the former mastermind of the offensive New Canaan. Um, guys like Mike Cece and linebacker and Paul Williams are going to have that program back up and running this year. Uh, and there's also no love lost there as... Uh, Trinity assistant coach Rich Albanizio was formerly the Greenwich head coach before he was forced out. Gotcha. So there's a there's no love loss between those teams. Go see that on Saturday, September seventeenth. All right. So a uh, a two game weekend. We allow this for Ned because he's uh, kind enough to do uh, to indulge us in this exercise every year. So uh, we we allow the occasional uh, breaking of the rules and giving us two games. But uh, we we know we won't make a habit of it here. So uh, right. week week three. Where where uh, where are we off to in week three? Friday, September twenty third. There is no place you should be other than Southington, to watch the Blue Knights play host to to uh, Class Double L Power and rival Glastonbury. Uh, <laughs> the two teams played a wild, is not exactly a good word for it, game last year. Southington uh, mm-hmm. won 61-41, to uh, and it only got to be a 20-point win thanks to them scoring 27 on the instant in the fourth quarter. Sure. Uh, and Glastonbury actually led at the half, so it was a wild one. Glastonbury has been to the playoffs eight straight years now. Uh, they never, ever lack talent. They have uh, Jared Nelson, a two-way lineman, who's going to Villanova, and they're going to be leaning on Julius Sands this year to lead the running game as they graduated their offensive backfield. Uh, Southington, defensively, they're in tremendous shape. Uh, offensively, they have to replace uh, their back offensive backfield. Thankfully, they have one running back back in the reform of Vance Upham, mm-hmm. who was their second-leading rusher last year, and they have a young man by the name of Ryan Maltavo, who uh, mostly made his bones last year at linebacker. Uh, he is going to be all-state caliber, if not this year, uh, next year, his senior year. Uh, he is quite a vicious player, and he's also going to be running the ball this year. Uh, and Fredrickson also plays at a pace that would make Chip Kelly dizzy, right? Uh, which makes this even more entertaining. So get thee to Glastonbury Southington. It will... 
not only decide uh, Central Connecticut Conference superiority, you would also go a long way into determining who's going to finish where in the double L playoff rankings. Absolutely. Yep. Nope. That one is, uh, has produced some excellent games over the past couple of years. So we're happy to, uh, to see folks send them there for some, uh, yeah, some high flying football, uh, as it has been the last couple of years. Where are we going the next week? Uh, week four, going to go to Platt of Meriden to see them play Newington. Uh, last year was a little bit of an unplat year. Uh, they did not make the state playoff. They are pretty optimistic this season. Um, it is a chance to go see, Senior Kylon, uh, I hope I'm saying this last name correctly, uh, Papalo, who is a wide receiver slash cornerback slash kickoff returner slash joker position player. Right. Uh, he last year accounted for uh, 766, pardon me, 767 yards and seven touchdowns as a receiver. Uh, also had four picks as a defensive back. He is fortunate enough to have four offensive linemen returning. Uh, Newington only had two wins last year, but they're optimistic about this season. Uh, they have eight back on defense, that uh, which was a weakness last year for them. Uh, that among those returning is Luke Papalardo, who led them with 88 tackles and three interceptions. Uh, their offense is going to need a little bit of work. Uh, regardless, this is a good chance to go see Platt that night on Friday, September 30th. Go check them out. All right, September 30th. Now we uh, we leave the month of September, our uh, our opening month of the season, and head into October when things get uh, even more serious. Where are we headed uh, in week five? Friday, October 7th, you're going to go to the newly refurbished. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yes, newly refurbished Bowling Field in New Haven to see Bourne play Hill House. Um, Bourne is always, always a very offensive team. Uh, they returned quarterback Lance Vinatale, who threw for over 2,700 yards last year and 26 touchdowns. Um, he gets to throw to Brett Huber, who last year set a Connecticut conference record with 88, 88 catches, 1,353 yards. Those are SEC records. All right. And 14 touchdowns. And he also ran for five touchdowns and threw two touchdowns and had a interception. Okay. He's a good player. Yeah. Um, Bourne did get whacked on the offensive line, uh, so it's a bit of a concern right now. They're lucky enough to have seven back on the defensive side. Uh, Hill House, uh, if they can navigate their schedule, is a Class M favorite. Uh, they return their entire backfield. Um, their running back crew of Matt Brehan, David Harris, and Sean O'Garo. They combined for 26, 26 in rushing yards last year. Um, to make that even sound better, they averaged almost 10 yards a carry and 34 touchdowns. All right, yeah. Uh, and they also have their quarterback returning in Damian Harrison, who threw for 11.56 and 13 touchdowns. Um, they got to rebuild their offensive line, um, but they are pretty certain that that is going to work out for them. Um, this is a huge game for not only the SEC Tier 2 division, it's also a huge game for both as Class M playoff teams, uh, all of which makes this game very important. Absolutely. I like it. So some SEC action on uh, September, the October 7th at the refurbished. We get don't get to use the word refurbished very often on this uh, podcast. Refurbished uh, field there in New Haven. So uh, next week, where are we headed? 
Uh, week six, uh, it's a weird one because the Central Connecticut Conference and Southern Connecticut Conference are both dark. Ah. Uh, we're all taking bye week. So on Friday, October 14th, we're going to send you up to the what they call the quiet corner of northeastern Connecticut. Nice. To see Mottville play Killingly in what should be just a very simple uh, blood and guts kind of game with not a whole lot of fancy stuff. Um Montville defensively is in quite good shape, uh, thanks to the likes of defensive end Jack Ware and linebackers Emmanuel Diaz and Alice Quiggin. Um, how they're going to score points this year is a question. Uh, they have to find themselves a new quarterback. They have to find themselves a new running back. Um, and offense was a bit of a problem for them last year. They had the same problem. Uh, and they also have to rebuild the offensive line a bit, too. Um, but Mountville never lacks athletes and never lacks toughness. Killingly was one of the better stories in the state last season mm-hmm. as they um, emerged as a state playoff team after uh, having a lot of sort of very tough years. Um, they might be, on paper, the best team in the Eastern Connecticut Conference. Uh, their quarterback, Kyle DeRosier, is returning. He's for 14 touchdowns last year. And their second-leading rusher, Spencer Lockwood, was a junior last year. He ran for 1,158 yards and 11 touchdowns. Um, that gives them a good core to work with. And, again, this is just going to be simple run-the-ball and pounding at the other guy kind of game. And it's a good chance to see some nice scenery as you go up to Kim. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, and, and a drive in a different direction. We like that as well. Okay, next week, where are we going? Week 7, Friday, October 21st, you're going to go to Richfield. Leave early as there's no easy way in and out of Richfield. Okay, and you're good advice. And you're going to play Staples. Um, Richfield last year actually stunned Staples, so Staples has a receipt they would like to return. Uh, Richfield is among the, well, if Buchanan and Darien are considered the perennial favorites, Richfield would be considered maybe, oh, the dark horse. Uh, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Uh, they returned so much uh, and had a very good passing game led by Drew Fowler, uh, who threw for 1,917 yards and 14 touchdowns last year, sorry, 24 touchdowns last year. Uh, only four interceptions to give you an idea of just how efficient he was. Um, and Richfield just missed the playoffs last season. Uh, and with all those kids back this season, they're going to be a bear. Uh, Staples is loaded on the defensive end. Uh, among them being the UConn-bound defenseman, Ryan Fitton. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensively, they uh, serve an odd situation. Their best running back, Ethan Berger, uh, is not coming out this year after uh, having a knee injury and is trying to keep himself healthy for lacrosse as he is going to go to college as a lacrosse player. Right. Thankfully, they have a ton of running backs that they can use. Uh, they also return quarterback Andrew Speed and Whoever runs the ball for them as their option system has the luxury of having three offensive linemen uh, returning to block from. Uh, Staples could be a top-five team, and, but they have to get past a good Bridgefield team to have that kind of rank. All right. So, And before, and we're going to have one separate extra bonus game for you. All right. Here. Bonus game. And bonus game in the middle of the season. I like that. And it's simply just probably just an indulge myself. That's uh, right. Saturday, October 22nd, Rocky Hill and East Catholic. Um, the Rocky Hill last year just missed the state playoffs because uh, they lost points 
for the games that Bruin won. Mm-hmm. Um, and they returned Grant Nieves, Joe Catania, and Will White, their top running backs. Uh, they have four of their five linemen back. Uh, the reason, other reason to see this game, at least for me, is both teams employ God's offense, otherwise known as the double wing. All right. That and is, it uh, also should go a ways to decide, to also decide uh, class, uh, the class S rankings and who stands where. All right, so the uh, the eight. proponents of the uh, of the running attack will uh, will be uh, basking in the glory, as we know Ned will be as well there on the uh, the twenty second week eight. Where are we, what are we doing? What's what's happening on week eight? Week eight, going to go down to the valley in Swansonia on Thursday, October twenty seventh, a Thursday night game. Ooh, all right, uh, and it is a good one as the perennial Nogatuck Valley Beach uh, powerhouse Ansonia Chargers play host the Seymour. And this is a rare season in which Ansonia, at least on paper, does not look like the team to beat in the NBL, uh, as they have suffered as much uh, graduation losses as Tom Brackett has had there in his uh, illustrious 11-year career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seymour returns one of the state's most versatile players in Jalen Kelly. Uh, to give you an idea just how versatile Mr. Kelly is, uh, he threw for 2,081 yards and 24 touchdowns last year. Uh, <laughs> he also ran for 1,319 yards and 22 touchdowns. And he also averaged 40.8 yards for the punter. Okay. He does it all. Uh, and he has a very capable receiver in Bobby Nelms, who's returning. So, uh, pardon me, I should have said a running back to hand off to. Sure. Uh, Bobby ran for 15 touchdowns last year, and uh, Charlie Ritzel, their leading tackler uh, and linebacker, 112 tackles last year. He returns for Seymour. Uh, and they actually were tied with Ansonia last year before Ansonia pulled away in the second half. Ansonia, uh, boy, they just got a lot of, lot of spots to fill. They pretty much graduated their entire offensive line, their entire, almost their entire backfield. All right. Uh, and much of their defense. Uh, they're going to rely on um, Bryson Cafaro, their second-year quarterback. Uh, he threw for 11 touchdowns last year. Uh, Martel Dobbs is going to be their new lead back. Uh, the Dobbs family bloodline is very good when it comes to Antonio running backs. Uh, on Trail Dobbs, his older brother, quite good. And uh, Malcolm Martin uh, might be asked to do a little more at fullback this season. Uh, and why wouldn't you give it to someone who's six foot one and two hundred and thirty nine pounds? Um, as I mentioned again, Seymour is actually considered the Clonos favorite in the NBL, but many a year um, being considered the best team in the NBL and then actually beating and uh, Antonia. Right. Two different things. Absolutely. Um, and since we're getting our Thursday game, Friday, go see Cheshire and Shelton on Friday, October twenty eighth. All right. Um, it wasn't too long ago that that was one of the most um, bloodthirsty rivalries in the Southern Connecticut Conference. It was always held right before the end of, right before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheshire is a bit of a sleeper uh, as they return 13 starters, including linebacker Brian Rayrich, uh, with 84 tackles last season. Um, they also gave Southington absolute fits last year on Thanksgiving, and uh, they required Southington to score in the final minute to actually win the game. Right, uh, Shelton hit hard by graduation. Uh, that being said, uh, they are a program that uh, from the high school down to the youth level 
is always well-organized and always brings talent up to the high school level. Uh, David Wells is going to be the new quarterback this year. Uh, he played a little last year in relief of Zach Tchaikovsky. Uh, and John Sabotka uh, is one of the defensive leaders at linebacker will be asked to do a little more this year as a running back. Um, oh, it's Shelton Chester. That's just always such a good All right. You know, no matter how good or bad those two teams are, it's always a game to go see. That's right. Well, and I was going to say, if it was in Cheshire, I could cook uh, anyone who went happened to go dinner afterwards, but it, in Shelton, so that's a little farther for people to, to come see me. But uh, the offer still stands if anyone wants to stop on the way back. Just bring your grill to Shelton. That's true. That's an excellent thought. All right, next week, we're, uh, we're moving into November now. Things are really getting serious here as we get into the end of the season. What's happening, uh, what's happening that next week? All right, well, we're going to start the month of Nam uh, on Thursday, November 3rd. Ellington at Cromwell slash Portland. Um, Ellington last year, they just missed states at an 8-2 record. Uh, and they have 10 starters back. Um, their offensive line is something else for a Class S team. Uh, led by the likes of Ryan Wheats, who goes 6'2", 295. Uh, Aiden Randall at center at 6'4", 235. And Sean Villanueve. Their offensive tackle goes six three two twenty. All right. Uh, so they have a they have pretty good size up front for a, a class S school. And uh, although they graduated uh, their quarterback and running back, uh, they can certainly lean on Isaiah Castro Vega, who ran for nine touchdowns last year, and uh, Wellington Silva will also be getting a little more work at running back or maybe even quarterback for Ellington. Uh, he is the class M one hundred meter champion. From last year. All right. Uh, so you could so you could do worse than have a very fast person carry the ball behind some very large men. Uh, and they and Ellington are considered one of the favorites this year in the Pequot Conference. Mm-hmm. Cromwell is the other team. Pardon me. Cromwell, Portland, C and P is considered one of the other uh, powerhouses in the Pequot this season. Uh, they just missed the state playoffs last year, eight and two. Uh, they were actually 58 seconds away from having a chance to make the playoffs before a fumble and safety did them in. Uh, they return all-stater Christian Sapp, uh, running back who ran for 822 yards and 11 touchdowns last year, and uh, also had four kicks as a defensive player. And the defensive end, Ethan Roy, was one of the top sack leaders in the state last year at 12. Um, it's been a few years since Cromwell... Uh, has been a team to absolutely dread to play. Mm-hmm. Um, this looks like this is going to be, now I say dread to play, they've still been very good, but just not at the level they're used to. Right. Um, so this year, they're going to be a team to play. So Ellington, Cromwell, Portland could be for all the Pequot marbles. All right. And we all know how important it is to get all the marbles. Uh, on to uh, the next week. We are continue to move our way through November. Week 10, Friday, November 11th, New London at Ledyard. Um, some questions for both of these teams. New London struggled mightily last season and has a new head coach and former Whaler standout, Juan Roman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got no Juan Gomez back at quarterback. Ledyard also has a new coach um, and was also hit hard by graduation after making the Class M semifinals last season. Right. They do return Manny Senebria de Shields, who was one of the state's leading rushers last year. Uh, and the biggest reason to see these two teams play is there is absolutely no love, love lost between these programs. All right. Um, 
lot of uh, a lot of rancor, a lot of uh, a lot of acrimony between these two programs. So, if you uh, if you want to see a little little heat, a little white hot, a little white hot hate, go see New London at Wedge. All right, we do love some rancor. Rancor is uh, always enjoyable. So, uh, all right, we're we're moving our way through here. A couple weeks left. Where's uh, where are we headed uh, the next week? Week eleven. Uh, it's a bye week of sorts as various teams play before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But uh, Saturday, November nineteenth, the Battle of West Hartford, Conrad Hall. Uh, I really don't need to say much more than that. It's Conrad Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, it's always very, also always very heated. Uh, bragging rights are considered very, very important in that series. Uh, that is very worth your time. And I'll quickly say, if you want to see something else. Check out the uh, Constitution State Conference Power Capital Prep slash first playing at Prince Tech. Generally, those are the two two powers in that conference. Uh, well, Harding last year was the winner, but those two teams are always the tops in the CSC. That would be your other option. All right, and, and now we're on to Thanksgiving. We are now on to Thanksgiving. When uh, yeah, this is the maybe the toughest I would imagine of the of the. Uh, of the choices all the way through. So where uh, where are folks going to end up this uh, incredible uh, incredible journey through the high school sports uh, high school football landscape in 2016? Okay, since I've been a good boy and limited the number of double week games I'm giving uh, your loyal listeners um, on Thanksgiving evening, Windsor at Middletown. This could be a uh, battle between two unbeaten teams. It should be. Milltown absolutely loaded. They returned 10 of 11 on offense, including quarterback Tyshawn James, who is getting some good college looks. Uh, defensively, they're in very, very good shape. Uh, you know, they went 8 and 3 last year, made the playoffs, and those three losses were to North Haven, the Class L runner-up, uh, Weathersfield, Class L semifinalist. And then unbeaten Windsor, which was a Class L quarter, uh, quarterfinalist. So they played good teams last year. They hung in pretty well with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a problem. Windsor, they have to rebuild uh, in the offensive backfield. Talent, never, ever an issue for Windsor. Coaching, never, ever an issue for Windsor. It is a good bet that both teams will be unbeaten headed into this game. Uh, and should you now want to travel to Middletown, should you be closer to the western part of the state, Massick at Newtown. Uh, Massick started scads of juniors and sophomores last season uh, and finished 6-4. They have a lot back. Um, Sean Patrick Bully, the esteemed uh, Minister of Information at Game Time CT, mm-hmm. raves about the Massick Panthers. He is all over them. All right. says they believe in them. Uh, Newtown is always the power within the Southwest Conference. They have the fortune of having quarterback Justin Dunn and running back Hunter Cobb back. Uh, and they also have two Division I players. Um, ben Mason is a four-year starter at fullback linebacker. He's going to Michigan and at six foot three, two 240 pounds. Mm-hmm. Tell him he can't go to Michigan. And uh, <laughs> if having that kind of nap wasn't enough, all those guys get to run behind offensive tackle Seth Willis. He is six foot five, three hundred and ten pounds. Okay, uh, and he's going to Brigham Young. All right. So a good thing for Newtown to do this year is hand the ball off the cob, let him run behind Mason and behind Willis. That's going to hurt. <clears throat> so those are the two games for you on Thanksgiving Eve. Thanksgiving Day. Oh my God, there's so many good things here. 
um, you know, you have the nation's oldest rivalry in NFA New London. Right. You have the Stonington Westerly rivalry, which holds the national record for most games along with NFA New London. You have the long and storied Nogatuck and Sonia rivalry. Derby and Shelton, always a nasty game. Yep. Uh, Staples and Greenwich, always a great FCI game. Chester Southington, always wild, always offensive. Uh, Rocky Hill, Cromwell, Portland. That's when you decide a classic playoff spot. But the game to go to, Darren and New Canaan. All right. Um, right now, those would be my number one and number two teams in the state. Darren is your defending class L champion and last year's top-ranked team. Mm-hmm. Um, they, on their offensive and defensive lines, are going to be a team to play. Um, they return three of their defensive linemen, and not one of them is Andrew Stuber. Uh, he was a part-time defensive lineman last year, year for them. Uh, he is six foot six, two 290, and like Ben Mason, going to Michigan. Okay. Uh, he was a part-time defensive lineman last year. This year he's a full-time lineman with Justin Plank, Quinn Fay, and Ford Fox. Uh, offensive line, they're very strong as well. Got really hit hard in the, in the offensive against the defensive backfield. They have a little work to do there. Uh, but one should never, ever doubt Darian or head coach Rob Trafone. Just as one should never, ever doubt New Keenan and head coach Lou Marinelli, uh, they've become the Alabama Crimson Tide, <laughs> excuse me, of the Southwest, mm-hmm. um, and are going for their fourth straight uh, Class L title. By the way, I made a mistake. Gary was your double L champion. They I were. apologize. I no. forgot they went to double L. That's all right. My bad. Anyways, uh, <laughs> New Canaan was especially hit hard by graduation. Um, just two back on offense and four back on defense. Uh, among those back on defense is Ryan O'Connell, a defensive back who Dave Rudin, the uh, master of everything he surveys in the Fairfield. County Interscholastic Athletic Conference. Uh, he refers to Ryan O'Connell as the ultimate chess piece as he could play running back or wide receiver this year for the Rams. Um, they also return uh, both defensive tackles and Jack Kircher, who's a six foot six lad, and Dylan Miles. And James Frere is also back at middle linebacker for the Rams. Offense, ooh, they have to replace one of the best quarterbacks in the state conference. Connecticut State High School football history. Right. Have to find new running backs, receivers, offensive linemen, but there's never, ever, ever a problem for New Keenan. And one coach who has already seen them uh, said that they should be the number one ranked team in the state of Connecticut, um, even after all their heavy graduation losses. Um, this has become one of the best games in the state every season between these two. Right. Um, and Darian has won the last four, always close. Um, this is. Maybe the game of the year. You know, this and Xavier and West Haven really stand out. So, on Thanksgiving, with all the litany of choices, the top, the top one is Darian and New Canaan. All right. I love it. So, we got, uh, we're, we've got we bounced all over the state. Let me, uh, I, I like to consider myself, if nothing else, uh, thorough here. So, I've got the list yes. here. Let's uh, let's bounce through it here quickly. Hold on. I want to count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 
I believe we have 18 official uh, recommendations from uh, for Mr. Griffin. So we'll start there. So you can get uh, if you see these 18 games this season, uh, you you can consider yourself the uh, a completist of high school football in Connecticut, and uh, and really you've you've done yourself quite well. So we start off week one, Berlin at Bloomfield. Week two, he gave us two contests: West Haven at Xavier and Trinity at Greenwich. Week three, the 23rd of September, Glastonbury at Southington. Week four, uh, the 30th of September, Newington at Platt. Uh, week five, the 7th of October, Foran at Hillhouse. The 14th of October, Montville at Killingly. We got two games the next week, the 21st of October, Staples at Ridgefield, and then follow it up the next day, Rocky Hill at East Catholic. Two games the next weekend, Seymour at Ansonia, and then next day, Cheshire at Shelton. Uh, the next week, Ellington at the Cromwell-Portland uh, team. Uh, the following week, New London at Ledyard. Then two games the next week as well, Connard at Hall, the Battle of West Hartford. And then if you're a, a CSC fan, Cap Prep versus uh, Prince Tech. And then the Thanksgiving uh, day before, night before, and then Thanksgiving Day, Bonanza, Windsor at Middletown, Massac at Newtown, and then finish it up with Darien at New Canaan for dessert. And that, my friend is a slate of high school football games in the state of Connecticut that will uh, will not disappoint. It's been uh, guaranteed by Ned Griffin. So we uh, uh, an impressive slate. Did I miss anything, sir? No, and I think we got through that list uh, faster than usual. I think we may have too, but uh, I'd like to point out when I uh, proposed this to uh, to Ned via email a few weeks ago, he said something to the effect of like, I, I, I haven't been following uh, the high school football as well as I normally do. So that's all that information you just heard uh, is from someone who claimed he had, wasn't as up-to-date as normal. So uh, you do a spectacular job, sir. We appreciate it. Getting everybody psyched for, uh, for the upcoming season. As I've said, uh, I think every year we do this, if you aren't reading um, Ned's Lonesome Polecat blog on the, uh, the New London Day website, you're simply not following high school football in Connecticut the way you should be. So we hope you will check that out all season long. Read his missives there, uh, and we hope you'll continue to check out the CIC cast. But, Ned, I'm sure we will have you back on again. We appreciate the, uh, the walk around the state of Connecticut and, uh, and getting folks ready for an exciting season. Well, thank you very much. I'm always flattered to be on. And lest I forget, www.theday.com. That is it. That's where you can find the work. Thanks, Ned. We appreciate it. Thank you, Joel. Thank you so much to Ned Griffin. The man knows his Connecticut high school football. He dives in. He really uh, gets involved. And if you're not reading his uh, his tre- treatises every week on uh, the New London Day, then you're not doing it right when it comes to following high school sports and high school football in the state of Connecticut. So we appreciate, uh, as always, I say, we don't have a ton of traditions here on the CIC cast, but uh, that's been a fun one now that we've done for a third year, and, uh, and I hopefully uh, – Folks will take note of that and uh, and check out some of those games that Ned advocates people checking out. With that in mind, we're also going to reach out to uh, now Frankie Graziano. CPTV Sports does a great job checking in on the local communities and uh, and giving fans some perspective and an inside look at uh, training camps during the high school football um, season with their training camp tours. We're going to talk to Frankie, talk a little bit about what they're trying to do, what he's learned uh, during the season, and uh, and where fans can check it all out. Joined now by Frankie Graziano of CPTV Sports. He has been on the road, but at the moment he has found his way to Cheshire and my office to uh, to chat with us for the CIC cast. Frankie, always a pleasure. You guys are the first stop out of four today, so we want to make sure we get everybody in here on the training camp tour and maybe the most exciting stop as we uh, get to learn about football in 2016 from Steve Wysowski and yourself. 
Very appreci- much appreciate that. It is, uh, we should say, it's Wednesday the 24th. Not entirely sure when this is going to go live, but uh, that's when we're recording this interview, just so uh, so folks are aware. So you mentioned your your training camp tour. This is something that's uh, become a staple of, uh, of CPTV Sports um, coverage and, and broadcasting uh, over the past few years. Why don't you just tell folks a little bit about it? What, it, what exactly are you doing? Where can they find uh, their information? Where can they track you and, and all of your, uh, your goings-on? Uh, give us the scoop on, on what's happening. Sure. This is our third annual tour. Um, if you visit cptvsports.org, you'll see where we've been thus far. It's actually cptvsports.org slash training camp tour. And what you'll find is that we do provide a preview of every visit that we have. There's a restaurant component to what we do, and there's pictures of everywhere that we go as well. So it's a full-on blogging situation with photos, analysis, and more on cptvsports.org slash training camp tour. And the cool thing is we also have a great social situation because what you have to do is give everybody live updates. So if you use the hashtag training camp tour, you'll see some great videos of kids practicing and also some what we call amped videos where these kids are going nuts and celebrating what is high school football in 20 camps in 10 days. All right. So that's uh, that's the, the the breakdown. Where if uh, off the top of your head and I'm making him do this off the top of my head, no notes. Where have you been? Where are you still uh, where are you still to go? 14 destinations thus far. So 14 out of the 20, there's three days left. That includes places like Xavier, Seymour, Shelton, all eight counties we've already visited. So that includes Morgan, Clinton, and Killingly. So we've been as far as Killingly, and we've also been as far northwest as uh, Gilbert in, in Winstead and also as far southwest as Greenwich. So we've been all over the map. Still to come, we're going to go uh, back into ECC kind of territory as we focus on Thames River and Norwich, um, Norwich Free Academy. NFA is going to be at Camp Niantic. So that's something. I've never been at a uh, National Guard camp to profile high school athletics. And then we finish off with Hamden and North Haven in the SEC country where we know those guys are rivals, so that should be fun. Very fun indeed. What uh, you, You've mentioned all the ways that folks can, can track and follow on social media. When will this all be uh, a, a viewable and available for broadcast and uh, kind of be able to, to get the whole, uh, the whole big picture and whole big production? When is that uh, going to be coming? There is a one-hour special that is the edited portion of having 20 training camps and the two-minute previews of each, plus the restaurant component, plus our wonderful interview with Steve Wysowski. You're going to see that as a one-hour special on September 2nd at 7 p.m. But besides wanting folks to watch that, we obviously want you to watch that because it's going to be a terrific package once it's presented to you. But I encourage folks to use that hashtag training camp tour because we want to demonstrate our commitment to high school athletics and our coverage by having stuff available for folks 24-7 on our website, cptvsports.org slash training camp tour. And I'm excited about the 2016-2017 season, and the summer is almost over, so you might as well get ready by visiting 20 camps in 10 days. That's absolutely right, and uh, and I'm sure if you keep track of things, uh, Frankie would love to see some of uh, some of the fans out there to talk to as well. Maybe you want to come check out uh, a practice, and uh, certainly as long I'm sure the coaches won't mind as long as you don't disrupt practice, but uh, definitely love to have some fans out there as well to talk to and, and get them excited for the upcoming season. And real quickly, we talk about participation. I know that you guys at the CIAC love participation, and that's why we're seeing more student-athletes participate across the country. From what I've learned in this training camp tour, if you want a successful football program, you got to be able to hire a couple of guys to help you coach. 
and gals, but you also need to have a great volunteer basis. So anybody who wants to contribute to high school sports and really loves it as a passion, maybe you want to go out there and volunteer because that's how I'm seeing the Windsors of the world, the Shelton of the world. Windsor has 16 coaches, 10 volunteers, so just some food for thought. Absolutely. Um, you, you mentioned some of the things you've learned. Just uh, don't want to, to steal too much thunder from the program and, and all the exciting things that fans can find online, but just give us, a, you know, what are some of the, the interesting things you've seen in particular so far, whether it's uh, maybe a favorite restaurant or, or just on the field in terms of uh, interesting stories, interesting things that you've discovered thus far on the, on the tour. I feel bad sometimes because when you go from 2015 to 2016, you got to talk about what teams are losing. So mm -hmm. don't think that these articles are overtly negative because we focus on a lot of the positives. But you do see what a lot of people are losing. And you do also find out how people are trying to recoup their spots in the state. Shelton's a team that's lost two consecutive titles, so they're really physical and really ready to go and really to avenge their past losses. Mm -hmm. And some other teams are, re are returning some great players, uh, like Xavier is hoping to get back to the playoffs with quarterback Will Levis. So you learn a lot about high school football in that regard, but you also learn about humanity. And some of these restaurants are raring to go and participate. And I'm getting married in two weeks, and I'm already a little bit overweight. <laughs> um, and these restaurants may be trying to physically – and my existence by continuing to give me mounds and mounds of wonderful food uh, from Italian food at Costco, at Louis and Costco, mm -hmm. to wonderful breakfast pastries at Chips and Southbury. So I hope I'll be able to actually get around to football games this fall and won't be waddling through after all <laughs> this food that I've had at the training camp tour. Well, that's certainly a, a fun way to do it, and it's, it's, it is a great project and, uh, and getting out and, and seeing the, the teams in action. So we, uh, we hope fans will, will keep tabs on everything Frankie is doing out on the road and, uh, and of course, check out the, uh, the program uh, when it comes together on uh, September 2nd as well. So, Frankie, as always, we love your enthusiasm. We love your excitement for high school sports, and uh, good luck uh, traveling around the state and uh, enjoy putting everything together for us. Thank you, Joel, and happy 2016-2017 school year. It's upon us. It is indeed. Thanks so much to Frankie for being with us, and thanks to Ned Griffin as well. That's it. Just two guests this week on the CIAC cast. We're going to start to ramp up here as the fall seasons are fast approaching. As I said before, keep tabs with everything on CIACsports.com. Sign up for those email or text alerts. That's a great way to keep up to date with what's going on, as, of course, is following us on Twitter at CIAC Sports, emailing me, CIACCast at CASCIAC.org. Who are some guests that we uh, that we could bring in? Who are folks we haven't heard from before? You know, I've got a pretty, uh, pretty set rotation of people that we reach out to. Maybe there's some reporters or some coaches or some athletes that might make for uh, compelling guests, in your opinion. Let me know who those people might be. We'd be happy to, uh, to reach out and talk to them. So, that's just a few of the ways you can get in touch with us, keep track of us, keep track of everything that's going on as we get ready for another exciting 2016-17 uh, high school sports season. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to doing another edition of the podcast. We hope you will be with us when we're back, as I said, hopefully in, an, in two weeks, back onto our regular every other week schedule with another edition of the CIAC cast. Hope you'll join us. <laughs>